Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I'm really deliberating on how to approach today's topic. I've recorded the episode no less than like 10 times now because... I can't decide if I want to spend more time on the topic or less time on your topic, but uh, hopefully we'll kind of fall into a medium or somewhere in between that I'll be happy with with this recording now. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon, and we are going to tackle a topic that's kind of, it's near and dear to my heart, something that is uh, kind of my second love in photography. My first is still landscapes. Uh, Not sure exactly what it is about landscape photography that just has me captured, but it does. I really enjoy doing it. I can't wait to get to a point where I spend more time on it uh, later in life <laughs> when I'm not had when I don't have three young kids that I'm I'm taking care of. All right. Anyway, let's talk about the topic today. It is one that came from Twitter a while ago. J.K. Ducks fan he posted and said he'd love to have an episode dedicated to photo fixes, portrait fixes break down how to make eyes pop, get correct skin tones, and smoothing the skin all without looking fake. And the topic's been on there for a long time. It's one that I wanted to get to for a while, and I just have had others that appealed to me more at the time. But there's a reason I chose this one this week, and that's that I found something new in Lightroom recently that I didn't know was there. And I'm betting a lot of you don't know it's there either. And it has to do with this very topic. So it came up and became a priority to me because I want to share really badly what this new tip is that I ran across in Lightroom and make sure everyone's aware of it because it just feels kind of hidden to me. Uh, okay, so let's let's tackle the topic. <laughs> and right up front, I have to say, it's impossible to try to address this in a 15, 20, 30, even a 30-minute podcast, which I'm hoping to, to not go that far, not that long today. You can't. There's just, there's too much to the topic. There's too much to learn. You can spend hours on YouTube looking at how different photographers approach photo retouching or portrait retouching. You can talk, you can go through all the controls in Lightroom. You can go through all the controls in Photoshop. You can go through controls in other tools like from On One or from Corel. There are so many options and ways to deal with this. And not any one of them is the right way. There's just your way is the way you need to figure out what you want to do. And that can be daunting. I get that. There's so many sliders, so many tools, so many buttons, so many things, weird terminology. There's so many menu options. It can be like, especially in Photoshop, you go in there like, where do I even start? How do I learn how to use this thing? It's just crazy. And so I feel for you, I was there not very long ago, but I, I really feel like I've been able to make significant progress in a hobbyist schedule. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know I'm not a professional photographer. I do this as a hobby. Doesn't mean I don't have paid clients, because I do. I do portrait family portrait work with paid clients. And um, I've been able to build that up as a small little side business because of the work I've been able to do and and the way I've been able to learn how to use these tools for the most part. I've gotten better at in-camera too, so that's definitely helping. The more you can do in-camera, you should. That is sound advice that I'm sure you've heard from a lot of other sources. Learning to do things right in camera is so much better than trying to deal with it entirely in post. 
it's kind of the easy way out. I said it a lot. Oh, I can just fix it on the computer if I don't get it exactly right. But boy, is it harder to deal with, especially when you have large quantities of photos, maybe poses. It, it can build up to a lot of work if you're going to do everything in the computer. And it just looks better if you get it right in camera. So doing as much as you can in camera, critical to this whole path. But that's not what JK Ducks fan was asking about. He wanted to know about what you do in post-processing. So let's talk about a few of the tools. In Lightroom, you have the basic panel is kind of the starting point for me because you want to make the photo look as good as you can right from the get-go. You want to have the colors look good. You want to have the shadows and the highlights balanced or kind of recreating the scene as best you can if it's outdoor work. Whatever it is, there's kind of a, a process you need to do, especially if you're shooting raw. You can't skip the basic panel stuff on portraits because raw will look super flat out of straight out of the camera. Even if you got it really right in camera, it's not going to look very good if you don't go make some adjustments in the basic panel. So you got to start there. You got to get something that from the whole entire shot perspective looks good, flatters the people. Uh, hopefully you got enough right in camera to make the subject kind of stand out from the background or the surroundings so that you can draw attention to the subject. That's kind of the whole point of portraits is drawing attention to the person or people in the photo. And you need to do whatever you can to, to make that work. Okay, so basic panel, get some kind of basic stuff there done. Maybe go to some of the other panels, HSL, uh, sharpening noise, whatever, whatever else you need to work through to kind of get to a baseline where you've affected the entire photo. You haven't narrowed in specifically on adjustments for portraits. Can't ignore that. But then you get to the point where you want to maybe do some work more to the subject than you do the rest of the photo. And that's where you need tools like the filters or the adjustment brushes, the biggest one probably. But I do even use the either the graduated filter or the radial filter for some things to try to change the uh, surrounding area or something specific to the people and not without affecting the entire photo, especially since with the, the latest version of Lightroom, uh, it's in 2016, there's the version that has uh, the brush capability within the filters where you can go and apply the filter and then you can even take a brush and adjust where the filter is being applied. So even though it's a circular radial filter you might be using, you can use the brush and kind of paint out some of the places where you want it to not be applied. So that's very helpful. I do tend to use that on portraits as kind of helping to narrow the view and bring the view more towards the subject of the photo. The other thing then is the adjustment brush, really powerful tool that you can use in Lightroom to apply a lot of difference. But this is kind of where people I have seen, and I, I'm, I know myself, I did it myself a lot, it, you can go overboard. You can go overboard a lot with contrast or with highlights or with, you, you just because you can put the adjustment brush into a very small piece of the photo, you can make it clear or obvious that you did that which is not what you want. You don't want that to be something like people will look at it within a few seconds of seeing the picture and be like, wow, what did you do to the eyes? Or <laughs> what did you do to her skin? She looks like a mannequin or, or like it's rubber. You don't want that effect. So it's, and it can be hard to figure out how much is too much. So getting a, advice from someone else, having someone look at it and see if their reaction is within a few seconds going, what did you do to their eyes? Then you know you did too much and maybe you need to dial it back. Uh, let's talk about then with the adjustment brush, there are a couple of brushes, uh, presets on the adjustment brush that came with Lightroom. 
The two that are probably most applicable to JK Ducks fan question are the Iris Enhance and Soften Skin brushes. And they're presets. They're just settings that came with the software as common settings on some of the sliders that are available in the adjustment brush that look good to change and add that kind of retouching of those specific things. Iris Enhance is going to affect the clarity, um, the exposure, and the saturation. Soften Skin affects uh, even more, well, not more than that. It, it affects it differently where you've got clarity kind of being subtracted away and sharpness being added in to counteract it. And my experience has been by default, those brushes are over the top. If you apply them, especially softened skin, man, every time I apply that default preset adjustment brush to the skin, it looks fake. It looks photoshopped. It looks over the top. And in the past, and this is where my tip comes in of something that's I've kind of discovered or ran up against in Lightroom recently that I didn't know about. In the past, I would change the sliders of the preset so that it would be less. So clarity is minus 100 on the softened skin adjustment brush preset. That's too much. Almost always has been too much. In fact, by at least double usually what looks good to my eye and what I think no longer looks over the top. I, I usually decrease that to at least minus 50 uh, maybe even more, depending on the photo. And that's fine. It's a perfectly valid way to do it. It's not going to change the brush or affect anything. And, you, you know, no problem whatsoever in that being the approach to lessen the effect. But there might be an easier way. <laughs> it might be better than trying to have to play with multiple sliders to get to the effect you want. And that's it, it's something to try anyway. In the panel that comes down on the adjustment brush, you have the line where there's effect and to the right of it says the drop down of the different adjustment brushes you have to choose from. If you keep following that over to the right, there on that line of the panel, there's this little black triangle that's pointed down. And this is a symbol that is used in other places in Lightroom, where if you click it, uh, when it's pointed down, that means it's expanded. The panel, a panel is expanded. And when you click it, it, it shrinks up. It rotates up to the left and the panel shrinks. And, and in the other panels, like the basic panel, if you click on it, it shrinks the sliders so that only the header, only the, the title of the panel shows up and you can save space on what's being shown in the panels. Well, if you click that little arrow that's to the right, that's pointed down on the adjustment brush panel, then this new slider shows. This whole different slider that's not viewable in the other sliders there in the adjustment panel. If you click that up, suddenly this amount slider shows up. I didn't see this ever before. I never noticed or never tried clicking on that triangle that was pointed down. And there's an amount slider. And on softened skin, the amount slider is set to 100. It's it's fully in effect. That minus 100 clarity is in full effect on the face of that person. And it can look just terrible that way. So if you clicked on that little triangle and you expose the amount slider and you change it and you take it to like 50, it's only going to be half as impactful. And it's kind of similar to how you would have changed the clarity slider from minus 100 to minus 50. Or you can take it down any further. But what I like about it is all of the sliders can still be how they were, still kind of creating the effect of the retouch. But now with the amount, you can affect all of them in a similar way so that they all change by a specific amount. And that's awesome. 
And then I looked at the iris enhance. And if you click on that dropdown, it's actually set to 40. It's only being applied 40% by default in that slider. I had no idea that that's the case. And it's that way on any of the, the adjustment brush presets. You can use the amount slider to change how much, how impactful that adjustment is. So there's something, if nothing else, if you get no more advice, hopefully that's a tip that you didn't know about. And I helped you with at least one thing in your portrait retouching. Okay, the other thing I wanted to mention is Photoshop. Because Lightroom has those ways to try to affect the portrait. You can use the basic panel, you can use the other panels to get kind of an overall effect of the photo. And then you can start using some of the filters to try to affect more of an area of the photo instead of the whole thing. And of course the adjustment brush we've talked extensively about. Those are great, there's powerful tools there and you can do a lot of portrait work with just those things. But you more frequently I think in portrait work than probably almost any other type of work you run into stuff that you just can't get done in Lightroom. You just can't take care of it. The way that it works for trying to do like spot removal in Lightroom, where it kind of copies from another spot on the portrait, it just doesn't work as well as the spot healing brush in Photoshop. There's tools in Photoshop that are just better at photo retouching than you have currently in Lightroom. Another powerful part of Photoshop is the way that you can have layers and layer masks. Masking is huge in being able to edit your photos and luminosity masks for landscape too, but we're staying portrait today. And it's just so powerful to be able to have that. And I get that trying to learn it is, is daunting. It's really challenging to try to understand what all of that is, but it is totally worth it. If you want to do really professional and good portrait retouching, you gotta learn Photoshop. You gotta learn at least the tools involved with portrait retouching. And it's, it's just so worth it. The, the good thing is there is a lot of help out there. You can go out and search YouTube and find just thousands of videos that talk have photographers going through the various tools they're using and how they're using them to do the photo retouching. It's a big portion of the way I learned to use the tool. I loved it, it's great, but and, and then experience too. Pulling things in getting experience from using all the tools is just invaluable. For at least me, I don't learn very well without having hands-on, and that, that was really critical, was just experience and, and trying to do my own photos and retouch my own family's photos, for example. But uh, another option for you, and I know people kind of get tired of us trying to sell the services from improved photography, but seriously, there's a good option here. There's uh, Photoshop 101 and 102 or courses that, that are offered from Improved Photography. If, if you in, uh, go and subscribe to Improved Photography Plus, which you can do by going to improvephotographyplus.com, then you can get access to that those two courses. And they're really, really good. They're great courses to be able to follow and learn some of the really super fundamentals of Photoshop within two, three weeks, depending on how much time you have to spend on the courses you can really become very proficient with the tools that you need to use for portraiture work. And layer masking and some of the basic stuff that applies really to almost all photo editing inside of Photoshop. So it really demystifies it and helps to, to get people to learn it. So let's review then, make sure we covered what JK Ducks fan wanted us to go over in this podcast. We talked about the adjustments that you can make and you really need to in order to take a portrait from snapshot to professional. That's the distinguishing thing. 
the way that you make your subjects stand out from the background, the way you make their skin look the best it can, uh, the way that you maybe need to be able to respond to client requests and say, can you change this or that? I really don't like this about me. I don't like that about me. And But doing it in a way that's not over the top. So you have the the sliders in Lightroom. You can play around with it until it doesn't look over the top to you or even better, get a second opinion from someone else. Make sure that they don't feel like it's over the top. The amount slider, that triangle, if you click on it and it shows up on the adjustment brush, it's just critical. It's just huge. I can't, it's going to change my workflow. <laughs> I'm excited about it if you can't tell. And then you got to learn Photoshop. There's tools inside of Photoshop that are much better for portrait retouching to make it so it doesn't, it doesn't look so fake. Really, really important to kind of get that down. Have it be something that when you know when it's needed in your portrait retouching and you can jump over in there and get it done. So that's what I had to say on the topic for today. I had to go through it as fast as I could. I think I'm happy with the length of this one now. So I think we'll publish this one. Um, it was tough. This was a hard one for me to approach because I just wanted to say so much about it. <laughs> but anyway, there's what I wanted to say this week. So JK Ducks fan, I hope you found that kind of useful and everyone else found that helpful too. If you want to offer suggestions for the show, facebook.com slash groups slash photo taco is a group you can go ask to join. We have constant discussions out there about the topics every week on the podcast and other things that I post in there and tends to draw a lot of reaction, which is great. We have wonderful discussions. We have lots of very knowledgeable people who are part of the Facebook group, not just me there. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's really great, a great resource. And there's lots of suggestions coming to the show about what episodes they want me to do a photo taco. There's also a Twitter handle at photo taco. That's just where JK ducks fans sent the request for today's topic. I wanted to mention briefly the other podcasts, my sister podcasts in the Improved Photography Network. There are There's portrait sessions. So if you really like today's topic and wish there was a little bit more, go subscribe to the Portrait Sessions podcast. It's a dedicated show to just portrait photography. Um, it, really good discussions out there. You gotta, if, you, if you're into that, go subscribe to that podcast. If you're into landscape photography, check out Tripod. Beautiful this uh, show there. I, ch I listen to both of those uh, podcasts every single week myself, and I learn a lot. They're the hosts there, I know them, but they're all teaching me a lot every week too. And then, of course, there's the Improved Photography Podcast itself. I'm on there as a host frequently or as a co-host, and uh, it's fun. We have a lot of fun talking about the different um, things from the news or listener questions or whatever kind of we're thinking about in our photography that we're actively doing. All of us are active photographers and we have lots of things that come up as we are doing our photography. That's fun to talk about and share with the rest of the world. It's great. But lastly, improvephotography.com. Need to check out the website. Make it part of your daily workflow. Get up in the morning, you go get on your computer and usually read your email probably. Go head over to improvephotography.com. Just check out every day what's kind of there See if it's something that you're interested in because it probably will be very frequently something you're interested in and spend some time just reading through some articles. It's the written form of kind of what we're trying to accomplish in the audio form with the podcast. And there's it's separate content, though. It's not driven by what's been on the podcast. There's articles there that are helpful in, uh, in learning photography and getting better. So check it out every single day. That's my advice. <laughs> All right, that's it. We'll see you in another seven days. 
views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!